Welcome, welcome to the Saints Church Podcast. Today we have a fantastic message from Pastor Jeremy Wolfram on living in a season of light. Hey church family, so good to be with you today. Uh, I'm privileged to be in the Word with you and speak to you on this Sunday morning here online. Uh, I just want us to jump into the Word. If you have your Bibles, look into the book of Isaiah, one of the prophets, Isaiah chapter 8 and Isaiah chapter 9. And I really felt God speaking this Word uh, to me about uh, where we're at and the emotions that we carry and the things that we feel and, and where the world is at right now. And I want to remind us right now that Christmas truly is a season of light. So Isaiah chapter 8 verse 11 to 14 says this, The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, don't call everything a conspiracy like they do and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He's the one you should fear. He is the one who should. Uh, should make you tremble, and he will keep you safe. The idea here is is that God has a bigger plan than everything we see and everything we feel and everything that we hear around us, but he's calling us to align ourselves with who he is and the plans and the thoughts that he has towards us. A little bit later in Isaiah chapter 9, this other word comes Isaiah 9 verse 1 and 2 says, Nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. Listen to this. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. If we jump to verse 8, they start talking about Jesus. says, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders. For he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. His government and its peace, hear that, his government, his peace will never and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice, that God, by your Holy Spirit, you want to speak to them. You want to speak life and light into the situations they're in. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but uh, at some point in our lives, we've all probably struggled with the dark at some point. <clears throat> we can talk about this figuratively or metaphorically, but uh, literally like there's times where we struggle with the dark. I mean, I've remembered times where not very often I'm pretty, uh, pretty, uh, heavy, uh, pretty heavy sleeper. And in the middle of the night, like if I ever have to get up to go to the washroom or get a drink or anything, um, it's very easy for me to fall right back asleep. Um, so when we were having babies and other things, um, it was just quite a frustration for my wife that I could sleep easily through all that stuff. Um, Thank God she's such a woman of God. But uh, I remember one time in the middle of the night, I got up and I I was so groggy and I was trying to make our way to our bathroom and our bedroom and I and I missed the door frame. Have you ever done that? Like you you know where things are in your space usually unless somebody moves it. But this time I literally walked uh, dead center into the side of the door frame and I smoked my face on the door frame. I'll tell you something. Uh, When you struggle like that in the dark and you hit your face pretty hard, you generally wake up. 
And, and that's the thing about darkness. It's disorientating. It's, uh, it's hard for us to find our way. And that's why when your kids are little, they want nightlights. They want guides towards the bathroom and, and, and different things because there, there's something shadowy and disorientating and there's a heaviness and a weight that sometimes comes in the dark. And many times I, I think in our lives, we start searching for light because we don't like the feeling of darkness. Uh, if you're in Alberta, but in a lot of parts of Canada, when you're outside in the middle of the night, when you're driving, it's amazing how some nights in the winter, if the moon is bright, it's like broad daylight at midnight, one in the morning because of the reflection off the snow and all those things. But there's other times when it gets dark that everything is casting a shadow and you don't know what's going on. And I remember growing up on an acreage and, you know, my mom would say, go get something from the shop on the other side of the yard. And I would tell my brother, well, you, mom said you have to come with me. He'd be like, no, you, you can go by yourself. And I'm like, no, no, you, I'm not scared. You just need to come with me because uh, I might need help carrying whatever it is, you know. Because there's this feeling of shadows in this looming, creeping uh, unawareness of what's going on because the darkness seems to overwhelm and enclose in at times. And, and often in our lives, I think we start searching for light. And it's amazing to me when we hit the Christmas season that uh, no matter where you are in the world and, and you talk about Christmas or what you, you see things all around the world that uh, this time of year really is a season of light. It's bright. It's, it's, they're trying to bring joy. They're trying to extinguish some form of darkness. And I think this search for light in the human existence and the human soul is really because we all know that there are seasons and there are moments and there are times where we're trying to push back that impending feeling of darkness or shadows or whatever it is that's trying to close in on us. And yet what I often believe many of us are actually looking for is the fulfillment of a promise which will or we believe will bring some sort of peace. We search for light. We search for hope. We search for peace because we feel the effects and the feeling of overwhelming darkness because that is a part of Humanity, And what I want you to know today is a couple of things. First thing I want you to know is this, that fear and isolation will always seem to amplify the dark. They will always seem to amplify the dark. Another time I was driving back from work up north and I would go about three and a half hours north of Edmonton and once you get about three hours north, uh, you start hitting roads that are winding and turning and uh, you, you leave the city limits and the lights and it gets a lot darker outside of the city. It's amazing how you can see the stars, but when you're driving down a road and you have winding turns and shadows and animals that come out of the bushes, there is a fear, there is a loomingness that seems to get amplified because of the dark. And driving in the dark isn't always fun because when you don't have street lights and you don't have other lights coming at you, uh, every shadow, everything can seem to put you on edge. And, and so it is with life. Fear and isolation seem to amplify the things that are going on in the dark. And when we go back to these prophecies in Isaiah, when we go back to what God was doing when Jesus came as a baby, when Christmas 
came, we, we come back to a season where there was, uh, there was fear, there was isolation, there was a separation in the dark. There was this time and this period where the, they had not heard the voice of God. There had not been prophecies leading up to Jesus coming. They were hoping in a light, in a, in a promise that would come, but there was captivity. There was things going on that caused them to want to be discouraged and fail to believe that there was actually something new something good, something hopeful going to happen. Years of captivity, years of silence. There was loneliness, isolation in this season of darkness. And all of these things uh, were a great recipe for the anxiety and the feelings which can lead to losing hope. I even think about the shepherds in the story of Christmas that they were alone in the fields in the dark. Everyone else had been called to their hometown for the census, but yet they were Maybe not important enough, or maybe they felt like, well, someone had to do this, but they were the ones that got left alone in the dark, but that's when light broke forth was in the darkness. And I want us to understand that when we're in a season where we feel like a a, a fear and isolation is getting the best of us, it's raising anxiety, it's raising uh, things in our hearts, it's raising that feeling of that shadow looming I think we need to realize that the darkness job is to try and amplify those things. And they'll always be amplified in the dark. And we all face dark seasons and we face dark moments. But the second thing that I want you to know today is this, that a son was born. Like this is the good news of Christmas. This is the story of Jesus, that a son was born who did in fact A son was born which did in fact come to break the darkness. You see, Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. And it said he would be called the Prince of Peace. Peace could come in spite of the darkness because a son was born and he broke the darkness. Luke chapter 1 verse 78, there's this guy named Zechariah and he has this promise and his son was John the Baptist and and you know God did some really crazy funny things and when Zachariah and Elizabeth become pregnant Zachariah wasn't able to speak until uh, John was born and uh, maybe that's a good thing maybe that's a bad thing maybe it kept him from saying anything stupid while his wife was pregnant maybe uh, it wasn't very helpful in their relationship in that season but nonetheless John is born and they're looking for a name and he should have followed the family name and all of a sudden Zachariah's mouth is open in in Luke chapter 1 and and out he blurts his name is John. This is what he's called to be. But then he goes into this big long prophecy and it's like the voice of God was present again and he starts talking about Jesus again in Luke 1 verse 78 says this, because of God's tender mercy... The morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. And Zechariah starts prophesying that, hey, it's been dark. It's been heavy. It's been a season. But guess what? Because a son was born, the light of heaven, because of God's mercy, there is a hope that is coming that pierces the darkness and pushes it back. And I think sometimes we need to be remembered that there is a season of light that we are called to as believers because light can shine on us and in us even when we live in a land of darkness. 
And when we live in a land of darkness, but God calls us to live our lives in a season of light because of Jesus, the resounding anthem of our lives should be, don't be afraid. The resounding anthem of heaven surrounding the birth of Jesus was, don't be afraid because there is a light in the darkness. You see, it was pretty awkward when the Christmas story happened, when things started to unfold. You know, an angel comes to Mary, and Mary is told that you're going to conceive a child, but she's never been with a man. And, and the angel says, but don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. I mean, Mary, don't be afraid. you got to tell your mom and dad. you got to tell Joseph. you got to tell people what's going on here. And the angel says to her, don't be afraid. This is light in a time of darkness. Joseph then has a dream as well. And the angel says, Joseph, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of your reputation. Don't be afraid of the things that go on around you because this is the light of God working in your life. Zechariah, there's this don't be afraid that comes to him. The shepherds in the field, when the hosts of heaven break forth and they start singing when Jesus is born, the, the very first words, I mean, and... Everyone else kind of got one angel, the shepherds, thousands of angels, hosts of heaven's armies in the, they had a little more reason to be afraid, but the angels said, don't be afraid. It's good news. It's great joy. It's for all people. There is a light in the darkness. And that's why we come to the place where we believe what Isaiah said in Isaiah 9 verse 2, that the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of darkness, a light will shine. The book of John says this. It says, The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. This is talking about Jesus. This light shines even in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And what I want to leave us with today when we walk with Jesus, when we're someone who says, I've given my life to Jesus, I have a relationship with Him, It does not take you out of the darkness. You do not get exempt from seasons of darkness, fear, other things. They do happen. But we are called to live in a season of light because the light which broke the darkness has come. He came for us. He walks with us. He lives in us. And we can live out our days in a season of light even in a land of darkness. Because Jesus has entered the world. So the question is, do we actually let him enter our world in the midst of our darkness so we can live in a season of light? You see, we feel the darkness. We face the darkness. We feel the isolation, the loneliness, all the things. We feel the effects of this world. But will we let Jesus in so we can walk in a season of light day in and day out in the midst of a dark and dreary world? You see, I think we can live in a season of light. I think that God gives us practices so we can be his people that live with the light of God in us, but the light of God comes out of us and it actually reveals this dark, this light of heaven that breaks the darkness through our lives, through the way we interact with people, even when it's dark. And and what I want to leave us with today are just three really practical practices which will help both us and others so we can live 
in a season of light. So here we go. Three practical practices. Number one, first practice to live in a season of light. Look for Jesus. It sounds so simple, but so often when we feel the heaviness, when we feel the weariness, when we feel the effects of life, we fail to look for Jesus. But all throughout the story of Christmas, this is what we see in Luke chapter 2. The shepherds say, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing which has happened, which the Lord told us about. So they hurried to the village. They found Mary, Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. When the shepherds got told that there was good news, great joy, it's for all people. You're not alone. Don't be afraid. The first thing they did was they said, we got to find Jesus. we got to go look for Jesus. And there will be moments and seasons in your life where you don't understand what's going on. You don't know all the feelings. You feel all the feels. But what we really need to do is look for Jesus in those moments. In Matthew chapter 2, we see the story of, we know the wise men that came and they were looking for Jesus. They were looking for a king. And they said, where's this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we've come to worship him. There was a urgency in their hearts to find Jesus in the midst of a dark and dreary season. And the lesson from the shepherds, the wise men, even how Mary and Joseph would have to continue to see God's promise unfold throughout their life and how they would watch Jesus should speak volumes to us. You see, for Mary and Joseph, their problems weren't over when Jesus was born. They had to flee to Egypt. Herod was after his life. They had to live out their days in their life. And there was probably this constant wrestling and wondering in days that it was easier than others and days that it was harder than others. But they needed to see, God, are you going to do in and through Jesus what you promised you would do? Because he was the one that was supposed to come. And bring light in the darkness. And if we want to live in a season of light, day in and day out, we just, we just need to look for Jesus every day, in everything. The second practical thing that I, I think we can do if we want to live in a season of light is, uh, I think we just need to consider all the things. All the things. You know, uh, my wife and I, when we talk sometimes, you know, when there's not a phrase to express kind of like what we're trying to encompass and it's, Like, you know, we just got to get this done. It's like, we just got to get all the things for Christmas. We just like, it's just kind of this all encompassing phrase. And I, and I think sometimes what we need to do in our lives is when we're feeling darkness and we're failing to see the season of light, we need to consider all the things, not just some of the things. And in Luke chapter two, verse 19, it says this, it says, Mary kept all these things in her heart and she thought about them often. Sometimes we just need to consider all the things. We need to consider all the things that God's done for us in the past. We need to consider all the things that salvation means and Jesus coming so we could spend an eternity with God the Father because of Jesus, that he broke the darkness, he pushed back the darkness so we could have a relationship with him. Do we consider all the things of his care, his concern, his love for us, even though we face difficult things at times? Because a lot of times we're just considering the thing that we're facing immediately. But when we consider all the things and we begin to look for Jesus and consider who he is and what he's done and his faithfulness and his goodness towards us, it starts to change our perspective. And we get to live in the light of Jesus and as the light of Jesus when we keep in perspective all the things that his grace 
and his goodness have done for us. You see, there would be a journey ahead for Mary, and I think the thing that held her through so many seasons of life would be all the things that the angels said about Jesus. All the promises that were in her heart about Jesus. All the faithfulness and times that God came through time and time again. And we can be these people. We can live our lives in a season of light. When we look for Jesus, we consider all the things. But I think if we're going to live as people of light, if we're going to live in a season of light, the third practice that we have to bring out in our lives is this. We need to tell somebody. Just like the shepherds, we, we need to tell someone. Luke chapter 2, verse 17 to 18 says this. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone. They didn't just tell someone. They told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. You want to live in the light of God. You want to be amazed by Jesus. You want to have excitement and hope and joy and future in who Jesus is and what he's doing in your life. Sometimes you need to tell somebody about who he is and what he's done because the people who hear it are astonished. But I'm actually convinced that in our lives there are so many times when we begin to speak out what God has done in us and who he is, we begin to amaze ourselves over and over again about how good God is. How great it is to have Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior. How amazing it is that he would come as a baby and bring light in the midst of the darkness so we can live in light in the midst of the darkness, so we can live as the light of God in the midst of the darkness in this world. Because God is with us, he's for us. It's so important that we remember in this season the power of testimony. Because testimony brings light, it builds faith, and it reveals the light of Jesus for others, but also for us. And I'm challenging us as a church. Let's be a people of light. Let's live our lives as a season of light. A son has come. He pushed back. He broke the darkness. And yes, we still walk through it. But we can live in the light of Jesus when we look for Jesus. Consider all the things that Jesus has done. Remember our salvation, his faithfulness. And we tell other people about the light and life of Jesus. It changes the way we carry ourselves in our day to day. And so my prayer for you, my prayer for me, for us in this Christmas season is that we would learn that even though we walk through seasons of darkness, we would live our lives in a season of light. Why? Because the light of heaven, because of God's tender mercy, it broke forth, it pierced the darkness, it pushed it back, and it helps us to follow Jesus one step at a time, all the days of our lives in the life and light that he has for us. God bless you. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Saints Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can head to saintschurch.ca and there you'll find information about who we are as well as service times, locations, and more online content. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.